You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. This episode is called Can Jesus' Parables Still Help Us Today? Parables helped to illustrate the teaching of the Lord, challenged people to think about their full meaning of the Lord's message. The parables of the kingdom assist us to prepare for the new age to come very soon. Thank you. So this uh, verse from Hebrews um, chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Now you'll notice that he has especially spoken to us by his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is a, a personal God with a purpose. And so he has an active interest in his creation. He has provided his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and through him the salvation of mankind has been achieved. Now the the miracles which Jesus did and the parables he spoke are really two very powerful and graphic ways in which God, through his son, communicated his interest and his purpose with his creation. There's no doubt whatsoever that Jesus was the greatest preacher and teacher that there has ever been. Now, why do I say this? And why was this? Well, after Jesus had been tempted in the wilderness, he went into the synagogue in Nazareth and he was given the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he turned to what we know as Isaiah chapter 61 and he quotes from it. So if you could turn please to the incident in Luke chapter four, let's look at what he says. Luke chapter four and verse 17. And there was delivered unto Jesus the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he found, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So what did he preach? What was the nature of the gospel to the poor that he proclaimed? How did Christ preach and teach? Well, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 14, we won't look at it, but we read that Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, if you're still in Luke chapter 4, 
Um, later on, uh, we read in verses uh, 43 and 44. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. So the central theme of Christ's preaching and teaching was the kingdom of God. But how did he carry this out? What was his method? Well, the manner of Christ's preaching is really uh, described for us at the end of his uh, famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7 on the screen here. And it came to pass when Jesus had entered these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You see, the scribes mentioned here were really hypocrites in their preaching and practices. They really shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. They said and did not. They had lost sight of things like judgment and mercy and faith and were lost in their traditions and meaningless rituals. But the Lord Jesus Christ was not like this. He spoke the word of God always with the kingdom of God in view even to the dying on the cross, because he offended the religious leaders of the day. You see, because he said that he was the king of the Jews. Can we turn on from Luke into the Gospel of John and to chapter 18? Because here, this is the time when Jesus was before Pontius Pilate. Luke, uh, John 18, verses 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from thence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And these last words of verse 37 brings us nicely to the parables. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So we need to look at some of the parables of Jesus to see whether they can help us today. We as Christadelphians believe that they can. Can we turn then to that chapter we read earlier, uh, Mark chapter 4, 
because there is no doubt that Jesus used parables as a, a method of teaching and also it seems that at a certain stage in his ministry he used them in an, a new way. So Mark chapter 4 and the first two verses just to remind ourselves and he began again to teach by the seaside and there was gathered unto him a great multitude so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land and he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine then later on in verse 33 we read and with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it but without a parable spake he not unto them and when they were alone he expounded all things to his uh, disciples so jesus used parables constantly in what he said to the multitudes and to the disciples and in these 34 verses um, there are two sections where he deals with the reason as to why he uses this parable method the first section is in um, verses 10 to 12 after he had taught the parable of the sower so verse 10 and when he was alone they that were about to him with the twelve asked of him the parable and he said unto them unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of god but unto them that are without all these things are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. That's the first section. And then the second section is in verse uh, 21. Verse 21. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested neither was anything kept secret but that it should come abroad if any man have ears to hear let him hear and he said unto them take heed what ye hear with what measure ye meet it shall be measured to you and unto you that hear shall more be given for he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. Now at this time in his ministry, Jesus especially uses the method of parables for speaking to the crowds. But he had used parables earlier on. Um, before this time for example to the woman in Samaria uh, when he talked about the water of life 
uh, to the disciples when he told them the fields were white to harvest. When he was in Nazareth, he spoke about the physician and his healing work. To the disciples, again, when he said he would make them fishers of men. And, of course, in his sermon on the Mount, there are many there, just to mention, uh, for example, salt and light and building, etc. But the parable of the sower in our Mark 4 reading is the first full parable spoken. Now, if we were to trace the course of the ministry of Jesus, we would find that there came a moment when definite and uh, positive hostility uh, had hardened in a uh, peculiar manner. Uh, in a home at Capernaum, he was challenged because he had claimed to forgive sins. In the house of Levi, he was challenged because he had permitted his disciples to omit fasting and because he associated with sinners. In the cornfields, he had been criticised for allowing his disciples to pluck the ears of corn on the Sabbath. In a synagogue on a, a later Sabbath day, he was challenged again and they sought to destroy him. Again in the house at Capernaum, he was charged with being in complicity with the devil. Now all this, I suggest, would have had a definite effect on the minds of the people. Just look back, uh, it means Mark chapter 4, just look back to Mark chapter 3, when he healed the man with the withered hand. Uh, Mark chapter 3 and verse 5, and when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored whole as the other. So I suggest that this was the mental condition of the rulers at that time. And this affected the crowds, the people. And this hardening of heart meant a blindness, a determination not to listen or to obey or indeed, if to listen, then only critically and destructively. So when their hardness of heart made him angry, then in a definite and enlarged form, he began to use parables. His anger, I think, being a result of his grace in the presence of their attitude. But what about those verses in Mark 4 and verses 10 to 12 that we read? Do these verses mean that Jesus used parables in order to prevent men and women from understanding and so be excluded from the mercy of God? Surely that would contradict the whole purpose of God in Jesus Christ. Now the record in Matthew helps us out. Can we turn back to Matthew chapter 13 please Matthew chapter 13 and verse 10 
Matthew 13, verse 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. So notice the change then in verse 13, because they seeing see not, not that they may not see, as we read in Mark, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. So he spoke to them in parables and Jesus goes on in Matthew to quote from Isaiah in this chapter, Matthew 13, verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxen robes, and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So this was the attitude of the people. They did not want to see or hear, lest they should be drawn back to God and be forgiven. They were, in effect, rejecting God and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But look at verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. You see, the disciples had asked the reason for speaking in parables. The answer was that it was given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So really we have two distinct groups of people here, don't we? Those of his disciples who were obedient and believed, then the mysteries could be made known. Those who were not obedient, not yielding, those refusing and hardening the heart, then parables were used. And I would suggest that people have not changed, have they, over 2,000 years or so. These two groups of people are still around today. Those who reject God and his son and those who believe in God and his son and who are seeking to understand God's purpose. So the parables Jesus taught can still help us in this respect today. Can we go back to our Mark chapter 4? reading and um, just to remind you again of those verses that we read together uh, verse 21 and he said unto them is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested 
neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that, sh that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. So you, Jesus uses the candle then in this illustration. It, it is put on a, a stand in order to shine forth. The parables were not to hide things, but so that the hidden things might be brought to light. Jesus gave the people parables so that they might seek. The purpose of the parables were to get them and us, of course, today to think so that they might find the way to the mysteries of the kingdom. We can see this from uh, three parables in Luke chapter 15. If you'd like to turn on to that, Luke chapter 15. Three parables, the, the lost sheep, the lost silver and the lost son. And they were spoken to men who were plundering and protesting against him. So Luke chapter 15 and the um, just the first three verses. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, and then he goes on to give the parables. Now we don't have time to look at the parables in detail, but if you read them, there's nothing in them directly about the mysteries of the kingdom, but it is there. So did Jesus tell these parables about lost things sought and found in order to prevent them coming to God? Of course not, no. If they inquired, sought the deep significance, thought about the meaning of them, they would have found themselves in the presence of all the, 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 the height, the depth, the length and the breadth of the mystery of the kingdom of God. Because they are really, these three parables, are really all about the recovery or the salvation of that which is lost. And that includes all mankind, including us. So, of course, the kingdom of God is the answer. Parables are like an open door to the knowledge of the kingdom of God. There are two remarkable statements in Proverbs and Deuteronomy. Proverbs 25. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honour of kings is to search out a matter. And Deuteronomy 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that they that we may do all the words of this law. So the secret things are there so that we may discover them. So Jesus, by using parables, 
was helping them to see and hear. His purpose was to lure them to come to God and to understand his purpose in creating everything. Now one writer um, has listed that there are 80 parables to be found in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark and Luke. There are none actually in John. Now of these 80, I think 15 of the same parable are recorded in each of the three Gospels. So the parables were to challenge people to think and they do this by putting things side by side which is the literal meaning of the Greek word parabole comparing the natural with the prince the with the spiritual in order to teach important lessons parables by the way are not limited to the new testament and the ministry of jesus the greek word seems to be used in a, a similar way to the hebrew word mashal and this has a, a wide range of meanings in the old testament it can describe a saying or an allegory or a prophetic discourse and it's often translated proverb many of the old testament proverbs often uh, provide the basis for christ's parables and his parables also take a number of different um, forms for example short sayings such as uh, physician heal thyself which Jesus himself calls a parable. Um, punchy similes, the kingdom of heaven is like, and we'll see some of those in a moment. Detailed allegories, such as the, the parable of the sower that we read. And then an example story, uh, such as the parable of the Pharisee and the publican in Luke chapter 18. You want to, might want to read that at some time. Uh, where the, the, the characters typify acceptable and unacceptable behaviour. In that case, it was uh, to do with prayer. But at the centre of the message which Jesus revealed in most of his parables, if not all, was the kingdom of God. Virtually all of them were pictures of the kingdom. They spoke of the day when God would intervene in the affairs of men to establish a better order of things. Jesus came preaching that the kingdom of heaven was at hand and the people of Israel thought that Jesus the king, the Messiah, was going to restore the kingdom to Israel to its former glory as in the days of King David and Solomon. In fact his disciples um, after his resurrection asked asked him when he was going to do this look at these words in acts chapter one and when they therefore were come together they asked him saying lord wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to israel and he said unto them it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power but ye shall receive power after that the holy spirit is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Ju Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But to teach the people 
what was going to happen. Jesus uh, told them 10 parables, all found in the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 13 contains six, but all uh, begin with the words, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. So if you just turn back to Matthew 13, just quickly refer to them. Matthew chapter 13, beginning with the parable of the tares. So uh, Matthew 13, verses 4 and 5. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. Uh, the mustard seed in verse 31. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Parable of the leaven, verse 33. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Hidden treasure in verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. The pearl of great price in verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. And in verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. And if you just turn on to Matthew 18 and verse 23, parable of the ungrateful servant there is therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a, a certain king which will take account of his servants and then on to chapter 20 and verse 1 for the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard Chapter 22 and verse 2, we have the marriage of the king's son. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. And finally, the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, of course, the last parable is probably one of the most well-known ones. Can this parable help us today? Can it teach us anything? Well, I think so. The main significance of this parable 
is to be found really um, in Matthew chapter 24. Just going back to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24. Uh, sorry, Matthew 24 uh, verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. And the question is asked, who then is a faithful and wise servant? So in the parable of the ten virgins, he shows what wisdom consists of. And then in the parable of the talents, beginning at verse 14 of chapter 25, he emphasizes the quality of faithfulness. So wisdom and faithfulness, qualities which anyone trying to follow the Lord Jesus Christ should seek to emulate in their lives then and even and today. This last parable of the ten virgins uses the future tense, doesn't it? Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. They went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise, five were foolish. The wise had sufficient oil for any emergency. The foolish did not. When the cry was made at midnight, the ones who were ready went into the marriage feast and the door was shut. And the foolish ones tried to get in, but were not allowed because the bridegroom didn't know them. So now we have here a parable of the kingdom, don't we? It started in the first century when Christ taught it, and it goes and finishes with the return of Jesus to the earth. The oil in the parable represents the word of God. So without this, there can be no preparation for the return of Jesus Christ, the bridegroom. The Lord Jesus Christ will return. And this parable is just as relevant for us today as it was to those who it was originally spoken to. And this parable is asking us also to be prepared for Christ's return. And this preparation involves reading the word of God, seeking to understand it, including the parables. It involves taking the gospel of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ into our hearts and minds. So then, are we seeing with our eyes? Are we hearing with our ears? Have we been baptised into Jesus Christ? Are we waiting and watching for his return? I hope you are. I hope all of us are. Will we go into the marriage feast or will the door be shut on us? The parables were spoken by Jesus, the King, in order for them at that time and us to think about his kingdom to come. Because that was what he was preaching all about. 
So my plea to all of you is to please think seriously about these things so that you may, indeed, all of us may, in the mercy of God, enter into that kingdom. Can Jesus' parables still help us today? Of course they can. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.